Welcome, heroes. Today we're going to catch up on some of the backstory of all that has gone on in Mostly Heroes. A lot of this has happened before we started recording, so please bear with me as we catch you up. Starting out, who are our heroes? Well, first off, we have Vittorio Storm. He's a tiefling ranger raised by druids. Was orphaned at a very young age as a baby and left with these druids with only two possessions, a signet ring bearing an interesting emblem on it and a well-made dagger, which is now just a well-used dagger. Second, we have Balrax, who is a dwarven cleric of Heimdall. He is the nephew of Halvar, who was a heroic paladin from a previous campaign. Third, we have Argos Cinderfell, a human warlock. Argos arrived in, in the town of Sandpoint with no memory of who he was, really, or how he got here, only that he had a very weird raven following him around. We've had a lot of other characters come and go from the show, but for right now, these are our three main heroes. Vittorio, Argos, and Balrax all arrive in Sandpoint for the Swallow Festival. Unbeknownst to them, the festival is very quickly attacked by a large horde of goblins who are calling all the people there Longshanks, their word for anyone who is bigger than them and not a goblin. The heroes save a number of townsfolk, including Aldrin Foxglove, who is a local noble. The heroes gain some reputation for their deeds. They meet Mako, a former adventurer and owner of the Rusty Dragon, who gives them free room and board at the bar, provided they show up and tell stories of their adventures. It is at this point that they begin to take on the not moniker, Heroes of Sandpoint. Needing a hero's help, Sheriff Hemlock hires our adventuring party to investigate some issues that have been happening in town. Besides the goblin attack on the town, the crypt behind the temple was also broken into, and one grave, that of Father Tobin, was disturbed. It is now that the heroes learn about the misgivings. A time about five years ago when a number of town folks went crazy, started killing people, and the church was burned down. And at that time, Father Tobin was killed and his daughter Noalia was lost. As a side note, at this point is when Vittorio decides that Noalia is going to be the big bad guy. Fearing something like the misgivings could be happening starting again, the sheriff provides our heroes with their first badges and makes them honorary sheriffy things? Question mark? They begin their investigations. They find a symbol of a seven-pointed star within the crypts carved on the walls. And unbeknownst to them, this is just the beginning of their troubles and run-ins with a seven-pointed star. 
Aldrin Foxglove returns and invites the heroes to come with him boar hunting. Even though the heroes do most of the work killing the boar, Aldrin decides to take all the credit when he gets back to town. The heroes stop in to see Mako, only to find her strangely missing. Following clues, they arrive at the glassworks on the other side of town. The glassworks have been overtaken by a group of goblins, led by Suto, Mako's brother. The heroes take him out, and the goblins as well, then find a series of tunnels leading from the glassworks out into a deep cavernous system. The caverns are full of many old, ancient, evil things, including a number of scriptures to Mefeshnikor, a demon lord. It is here that Argos's raven is killed and resurrected as a raven now with dark red eyes and four wings, and also a lot creepier. The heroes return to town and find word that the seven goblin tribes have united and they're planning a mass raid on the town, which will kill many, many goblins and longshanks alike. The heroes decide that the best way to stop this raid would be to break the alliance. And to do so, they have to take out the toughest goblin tribe there is, the Thistletop. The heroes fight their way to Thistletop and take down Brother Mug, the Thistletop's bugbear ranger goblin hero, as well as knocking out but not killing Rip Nugget, the Thistletop's leader. Under the Thistletop Fortress, the heroes find a ruined temple to Maleshnikor. In it, they free a young six-year-old girl named Nina and the mercenary who was holding her captive. Continuing into the underground temple, the heroes come across the saying marked across the wall, the whispering beast is tamed. And this is just before they reach the final boss of this dungeon. It is in fact Nualia, who is a very beautiful demon-ish woman who's got one demonic arm and all sorts of hot crazy. She also has with her a wizard who is also very attractive. Even with a number of really bad roles and Argos spending most of his time walking back and forth between two axe-falling traps, the heroes finally manage to defeat Nualia and end this arc of the campaign. The heroes find a number of notes from Nualia explaining her plot to cause mass amounts of death of goblin and townsfolk alike, and through all this negative energy of all these deaths, to channel that through these ancient structures to raise Maleshnikor. But with her gone, a gentle moment of peace is reached. Thistletop is taken as the hero's new base. They begin to retrofit it and make it a place that they can call home 
and more. And that's where we'll leave you for today, heroes. We'll pick up for the next recap episode on Mostly Heroes. See you soon.